is Ashley Mazurik. Thanks for listening to the Balanced Body Podcast. Today, I am featuring me, myself, and I, once again. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I think is very important to creating health and vitality within someone. And it is something that um, I teach within the Czech philosophy and system. And it's called the Six Foundational Principles. These are, in my opinion, these are the major things, my go-to as far as order and um, helping someone get better. That doesn't mean whether they're in chronic pain, whether they are in mental emotional pain, whether they are in spiritual pain. It doesn't matter what kind of pain they're in. Doesn't matter what kind of instability they're in. Doesn't matter how imbalanced they are. The six foundation principles are the go to principles that I follow to get someone as close to balance, which ultimately leads them to better health, better vitality, better stamina, better complete wholeness. And so uh, let's talk about what those six foundation principles are. Number one, and these, these are not in order at all. I just, these are in order and how I think about them in my own head. Um, but thinking, what we think is so very, very important. And for those of you who have wounds in your past, those of you who have memories and programming in your past that have created uh, sort of instability within you or with demons within you, uh, then thinking is paramount. It's so very important. There is a saying in my esoteric teachings called energy follows thought. And you can say that a lot of different ways and a lot of different teachers out there say it a lot of different ways. Um, if you look at the laws of the universe, it's, you know, the law of attraction. So energy follows thought. It is very important that we have an energetic thought that goes with the physical manifestation that we want to have. It's not have a physical manifestation and then have the happy thought, the completion thought, the satisfied thought. It doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And that's not me saying this. Um, that is uh, all the many, many, many books, self-help, of course, um, because in my own mind, I'm constantly trying to be better, constantly trying to work on my own demons and wounds. And I do feel like to the day I die, I will work on trying to be better in every way. And some days are good days and some days are bad days. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend to be this perfect, holistic health practitioner that is... Um, is not only do I follow what I preach, but I also have the understanding and the projection to tell people that... I'm not perfect, and then I'm always doing the things that I teach. Um, whether that makes me a good or a bad or indifferent practitioner, I don't know. Um, I, to me, it's I'm just being honest um, because, in my opinion, a lot of clients 
put you on a pedestal or put me on a pedestal. And I don't want to be on that pedestal because I don't want the responsibility of the transference that happens. Um, I don't want to be the guru, the God, the mentor. I want to be a person and a person that is a coach, that is a practitioner, practitioner, meaning I practice a trade and this is my trade. It is to be healthy from an integrated slash holistic way. And I try every day to do everything that I preach. And some, some days I fail. And that's, to me, that's part of the journey. Um, so it's interesting. We're still talking about the thinking. Uh, David Rico who is a, an amazing author on relationships and um, history and of childhood. And one of his quotes that I truly love and have it written above my desk as a reminder, he says, enlightenment is letting go of the illusion. And so part of an illusion, the reason I chose that quote is because there's glamour there's people who live in the glamour world that glamorize everything. And then there's people who live in illusions. Well, we all live in an illusion, uh, but it, it's a thought form. So it, 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 it arises in the mental process. So it's a mental thought, which again goes back to thinking. So when we're, we, so in other words, if you're a glamour person, you're very emotional. And if you're heavy into illusions, you're a mental person. And it's so interesting because usually mentals and emotionals are the two people that get together in relationships. And that's why sometimes it doesn't work very well because the mental is always in their head and the emotional is always in their heart and they want the other one to meet them halfway. And if you can get that and create that halfway, it is a beautiful relationship. But it can be very frustrating if someone is so mental and they're so stuck in their mental. It's very hard for them to go from their heart. And the glamour individuals, everything bleeds from the heart. And it's all about the heart. And, it, and that's beautiful. Um, but the point is, is that we want to be balanced. And that's everyone's journey, whether you're on either side or you're close to the middle, which kudos to you. So thinking. Think meditate, focus on the existence of what you have wants in this lifetime and experience the feeling. Yeah, that's where we draw mental and glamour together, mentally emotional. Feel what it feels like inside of you to actually have it. So there's not a place of deficiency or lack, which then leads to an energetic lack of, which replicates the law of attraction, which then puts you in this repetitive cycle of need and want and lack of. But rather than you have it, it's, it's, it's on its way to you. Create that feeling of excitement, a feeling of its existence, and then it will come. And so, you know, after listening to many different versions of that, I'm, I'm all, I always have the like the the mentalness that strikes inside of me that always argues because I'm not a what person, I'm a why person. So I don't I don't 
do what everyone tells me to do. I always have why questions after it because I want to understand it and I want the evidence and I want the science science behind it. I want all this stuff to convince me. Um, so my point is there's, there's that question and I, through my own meditation, I've created the answer. I understand the answer, but there, there's, the question I had inside of me that I always like, well, I have done that. I have experienced the feeling of what it is, but it never happened. And so when, when you get outside of not getting it, in other words, time passes, I always have reflected back on. And to this day, realize there was a small subconscious piece of me that felt like I didn't deserve it or really wasn't going to happen. Even though I was convincing myself that, yes, oh, I can feel it right now. It's, it's in my midst. I love the feeling of having this, whatever it may be. And so also to that point, Sometimes we're not ready. And part of our journey in life is we experience the journey and the whatever great spirit, higher self, universe, whoever you want to recall to, doesn't allow us to get exactly what we want because we're not ready. And so we need this journey and sometimes we aren't, well, we aren't in charge. It, it's, a, it's funny when we think we are, but sometimes we don't get it because we're not ready for it. And so that's very interesting. And if we can, I feel like in my own experience, when I can let go of the attachment of and trust that the reason it hasn't happened, the reason I haven't gotten one I wanted is because I'm still not ready. And I need to enjoy every moment and presentness that I have rather than focusing on what I want that's in the future. And that's, that's a huge lesson. I'm not saying I've mastered it. I'm saying that it is a journey. And it is, this is my experience that I share because I'm sure some of you are going, yep, I know what she's saying. And then some of you are going, hmm, that's very interesting. I'm not... No, I, the reason I feel comfortable saying this is because I'm no spring chicken anymore. I've had lots of life experiences and I don't look back and say, you know, I've had a rough life. I say that I've had a life that's created a lot of challenges so that I could learn powerful lessons and that I can stand in this place today and preach about my experience of lessons that have been challenges that I've learned so much from. And that is for me to pass it on. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm my, the purpose in this podcast is to pass on information, choose it if you want to learn from it, if you want. And it, and it's, it's to create inspiration and motivation and raise consciousness is always the ultimate, however it does. And, and what's interesting that clients always say, and I, and I can say this through my many books that I've read is sometimes I need the same thing said to me 10 different times, 10 different, 10 different ways. And sometimes it doesn't really click because I'm not necessarily ready for that in my life. 
And for those of you who have those aha moments, I can, I can say from my own experiences, maybe you weren't ready then, but now you're ready to take that aha moment or that piece of information and do something different with it, which is only going to only support your realization, uh, your growth, your um, evolution in life. So second is breathing. So number one, six of six foundation principles, breathing is thinking. Now it's breathing. Yes, breathing is very important. Breathing is uh, so important that it keeps life and vitality and um, uh, functions in within the body that keep the body healthy, which um, is ultimately important to our vitality and health. We could go down a big rabbit hole with this, but I've talked about diaphragm and diaphragmatic breathing already, so I'm not going to talk about it again. But so we need to be breathing functionally. And that is helpful to every aspect of our being. So the point in this second foundational principles, check in every now and then to see how you're breathing. And uh, honestly, if I were to talk about breathing, I would, with my clients, I move into the meditation process and how that is instrumental in creating more health and vitality. So that would be breathing. Third of the six foundational principles, eating. Oh my gosh. Eating, 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 eating whole foods, eating non-GMO, eating organic, eating foods for your proper ratio, whether you're more of a protein type, a mixed type, carb type, what does that necessarily mean? It means that there are some people uh, in the many, 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 many clients I've had nutritionally coaching who... All I did was adjust their ratios uh, just a little bit, and they began to lose weight. And it's you can't, as much as we'd like to say as practitioners to follow what you what you feel like. What do you feel like eating? Sometimes that's not necessarily good, especially we've got if we've got fungus and candida too high in ourselves. We're always going to like crave sugar. So if I so you're saying well, what I want right now is some sugar. So you're telling me I should eat sugar? Mm-mm, no, not necessarily. So I can't really say that. It depends on the level of the client at, at which I would coach them differently. And so eating is about eating healthfully. Uh, so part one of that ratios, talk about the ratios and the ethnicity that goes along with you specifically and what your ratio should be. Not your mamas, not your daddies, not your sister, not your brother, not your cousin, not your aunt. It's it's all about you. Nutrition is very specific. It's not general. It's not in a book. Uh, it, it's not in the, the next latest fad f- famous person out there's, you know, success. It's you. And it's fortunately enough as holistic practitioners, I always tell people, this is the journey to discovering you. There's no way around it. You have to spend time with you to figure this out. There's no quick fix and there's no supplement that I would ever recommend that's going to help heal all of that factor. It's it's not going to happen. Um, part of 
people having dysfunctional eating has to do with something deeper than the actual eating itself. So there's a mental, emotional aspect to that. So part of eating, um, which which I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm through in my life is addressing all your addictions and really deep going deep inside of yourself to figure out what those addictions mean. And you got to go. And sometimes you need a coach for this to kind of provide the path and to ask the right questions so that you can go deeper into the understanding and the realization Um, What does food mean to you? And asking those deep questions and getting getting deeper into the process of healing uh, whatever programmed you in the beginning of what food means. Um, So you have to eat. Everyone eats on a daily basis. So as easy as it sounds, I'm not saying it's easy, but these are one of the cheapest things that you can do. Um, because you, you do have to eat. Um, breathing is free. Eating anyway. So when you eat, choose wisely. Choose foods that are healthy for you. And it doesn't mean always eating salads. Um, it may eat, mean eating something different than that. It's all, one of the things that's really also very important. And when I followed the rotation diet for many years, I poured a, sort of programmed myself. I don't I couldn't possibly eat the same thing every day if I wanted to because I worked so hard on my nutrition so many years ago when I got into this program and I followed these particular regimens that put me in a place where we shouldn't be eating the same thing every single day. Uh, It's not good for our enzymatic releases because they cup of runneth over. And next thing you know, you have a slight intolerance or an immune issue because you did eat the same thing all the time and no more enzymes are available. And, you know, beyond the age of 30 anyway, the enzymes, our enzymes are reduced. And we've gotten to the point we've done so much havoc on our body that we have to deal with these issues when we get older. So eating, that's the three. Um, Four, you have to drink every day anyway, so choose healthy drinks. Water. Water with lemon. Water with cucumber if you don't like water. And people don't like water, don't know why, but okay, that's cool. Um, Find something that you do enjoy. Like I love cucumbers. So I say, oh, great. Put some cucumbers in your water. Yeah, a little cucumber water, and it tastes really good. Um, so there are modifications in baby steps. It doesn't mean that you have to go from A to Z in a matter of one hour. There are modifications that can help you reach your goals. Um, water is very important. You are 75% water. Believe it or not, 1, 1 to 3% of dehydration, which is not relatively, you don't necessarily feel that inside of you, causes mental issues, mental mental disruptions and comprehension. So dehydration is not your friend. So, and there, you, knowing about drinking is understanding diuretics and what they can do. And they're a factor in, in, in what you drink. What are the effects of what you drink? Think about that. Um, think about what you're drinking, how it can play into your health and the balance of your health. Quality water, you know, geez, people are out there drinking lots of water, but it's, it's acidic water and you're still dehydrated because you're drinking 
quality water that's not necessarily quality water and it's not doesn't have enough minerals in it or it's not balanced so think about those things as it relates to four of your six foundational principles um these are all really um I always say easy, but yet hard. Because if you're struggling with drinking, then it can be very challenging. And for others, it's like, oh yeah, I already, yeah, I drink 100 ounces of water a day, no problem. And, you know, when I do have a diuretic, whether it's a tea or a coffee, yeah, I always double. So for some, this is very, very, very simple, but they may be, have issues and stumbling blocks in moving, which is the next foundational principle. Moving your body. Very, very important to the lymphatic system, to the health of the organs, to the mind, to the energy, to the chi, all that. But there's a balance with moving. So I, I can relate. There was a time in my life where I was in addict for exercise, over-exerciser. You know, I did five Ironmans and 10 marathons and there wasn't a down season. If it wasn't triathlon season, it was Ironman season or it was triathlon season. Um, there was always small triathlons that led up to big triathlons. And, and so if I wasn't, if I, even when I was Geez, even when I was training for triathlons, I was still teaching group exercise. Um, I taught that for 15 years and it was a part of my regime. Um, I wasn't going to give it up because I, I loved it and I made money doing it. And so my passion was doing triathlons. So I didn't give that, doing both, all of those. It was too much movement, which leads to imbalance. But on the flip side, not doing any movement, not going for a walk, not getting off the couch, not getting off from your desk, from the computer, or the phone is also a detriment. So you have to figure out where the balance lies for you and everyone is different within that. And so even if you don't like too much cardio, it's still cardio doesn't have to be going out and running a 5K. It can be just going out and walking. But I think the cardio to some degree is important. Aerobic exercise is important. 20 minutes, three times a week, standard. Uh, American College of Medicine says that is important to do. So you don't like cardio, that's fine, walking, but also exercise as it relates to resistance. So important for our bones, so important for our health and stability. So it's about doing also stretch and mobilization program. When I say movement, a stretch and mobilization program to align the body because we do go into distortional patterns. And I, I say that, and I say that with so much confidence because if we study, um, the important works of neuroscience um, that is teaches us the mind teaches us what the mind represents, which is an embodied process that regulates the flow of energy and information. What that means is when we talk about thinking thought, thought forms can be held in the body. Memories can be held in the body in muscles, which can create contract contracted states, which create hypertonicity, which leads to a contraction in a muscle, which can distort, uh, 
a body position, a joint. Uh, so m- doing stretches and mobilizations can, on a consistent, regular basis can release. It can also create realization because that mobility in that muscle releases energy, which could be thought can be thought forms if if need if there are there then in existence rise to the surface as as i.e in meditation when you're in a calm state you ask for the the process of evolution realization to bring what comes to mind to help the healing process believe me ideas will come to mind and you'll need to deal with those so that they're that's the part of the breathing in the meditation so that that all that stuff held in the body in the chakras in the particular areas of the body come to the surface for you to deal with so that you can move on you can move forward and so uh, stretch and mobilization and exercise is an easy form of doing that um, because it's mobilization, it's movement. And so in the practice of what I do, at least in my own, um, with my own clients is, you know, whether it's some sort of cardio or some sort of exercise as it relates to program, I put them on a program based off what their needs are so that we can get them moving. And if that's to get out of pain, um, very carefully written in a prescription so that they can get out of pain or they can get stable, they can get strong, whether it's strength and endurance or that strength, whether it's power for a sport, all those things are consideration in my six foundational principles. So everything I do goes along and serves the six foundational principles. Last is sleeping. Oh my God. And it's so interesting because in the last uh, six months to a year, in my life, I've had so many people get sick, get very ill, get cancer, get disease, and kind of, even though I'm not treating them per se, some of them, when I am involved and am giving advice because I am a friend or a family friend or it's a family member... The root of it, believe it or not, um, has come down to sleep. These people, their sleep patterns and circadian rhythms are all effed up. And it just is shows me the power of sleep. Now, you don't have to tell me that. Like, sleep is, that's like, to me, that's the top of my list. I sleep, I love sleep. I love going to bed early. I love getting up early. I love everything about sleep. I don't, I don't take that for granted at all. And, and so there's a lot of things that come into sleep and people that are older have sleep issues. People even in the mid, uh, like executives, entrepreneurs have sleep issues. Now, there are a lot of suggestions that I have for those people. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, nuts, bolts of it is there is a lack of balance and it has to do with an area of their six foundational principles. So simple yet so hard at the same time. So 
10 a.m. 10, I'm sorry, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That is our prime physical recovery. And how many times have you got people that are in your chair, in your clinic, saying with physical pain, they don't get sleep in those time frames? It's mind-blowing. And I'm like, well, if you're going to bed at 1 a.m., you're missing the opportunity to recover. Do you understand that? And I, I guess people don't know about circadian rhythms. I guess they don't know the importance of sleep or they don't value it. So we have to educate. Super important. Educating people on 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. is psychological recovery. So if you're missing a lot of hours in those times, no wonder you're a psycho. No wonder you're mental, um, mentally unstable. It's not your fault. You just have to take responsibility and start valuing sleep as to what it means for you. And so, you know, I travel, I don't don't travel as much as I used to, but I do travel a lot of time zones. And so time zone traveling is very hard on the body. And there's, there's lots of remedies to that. Um, One most important, and I've had lots of students do it. And I've, I've play around with it also is, is staying in your own time zone. So, you know, if I live on the East coast and when I travel to the West coast to teach, you know, still staying on my time zone where I, you know, I'll, I'll get up, um, at 4am and stay close to what I, my time zone in Florida. So it doesn't get wrecked. Um, when I go back and I have, you know, Typically, the recovery for time zone traveling is for every time zone, it's a day of recovery. And if, you know, there are times where I don't want to take the opportunity to to stay in my same time zone, but I plan that into my life. So when I get back to the East Coast, I take three days off, take three days to get myself balanced and give myself the sleep that I need to recover. And as I get older, it sometimes it takes more than three days. And that's okay. You know, that's part of loving yourself. If you're not, and like some students will say, well, right when I get back, I have 5 a.m. clients. Okay. I, believe me, I've been there. Did that, did that, did that, did that. But at the end of the day, does that serve you? Well, no, but I have to pay the bills. Are you truly paying the bills and serving that client and yourself by doing that? No. So that's your own journey of self-discovery and loving yourself, which ultimately at the end of the day, that's what this whole lifetime is about, is learning to love and embrace yourself as the priority, as the most important. Um, So part of time zoning, um, let's move into um, when you're stressed and you are trying to get the right sleep patterns, don't, don't forget that naps are okay. 20 minutes, it, it's a world of difference um, in your life. There's nothing wrong. With, you know, I always say I used to have judgment on myself if I would take a nap. I used to think that, no, na- naps are for ninnies. Um, but not anymore, I don't think that. Um, that's my own journey I had to go through. But so meditation, taking 10, 15, 20 minutes to meditate during the day creates, moves chi through the body and is tremendous amount of vitalization opportunity for you. And, And it's just like taking a nap and it's just like 
having another um, espresso in your day to give you the energy that you need if you can get yourself to do that. So that's six foundational principles. I wanted to touch on that because it's super important, super, super easy. Um, What are the six? Thinking, breathing, eating, drinking, moving, and sleeping. If you can work on all those or some of them or the ones that you're most off on, it will change your yourself. Obviously, we're the guinea pigs. And then we manifest all our success and experience into our clients. And we get to see or, uh, you know, for me, I always did it at the same time. I'd be working on it and then I'd be working on it with clients um, because I, you know, started doing holistic care uh, 19 years ago. So uh, when I was learning, I was so in it, you know, when you're in it, you're in it, hungry for it. And when I would learn, I would practice. And part of practicing was on myself and my clients. And I'd just be like, uh, like a regurgitation of all the information I was so excited about working it with my clients at the same time. But also um, that was how I did it. Um, I wasn't afraid to try new things and experiment. And, and I was very honest with my clients. I've never done this before. Let's, let's try it, see what happens. Um, so I offer this information to you. I hope you learned a little bit of something or maybe you knew most of it. But it's a, it is, it's a reminder. And sometimes, I speak for myself, sometimes we need the reminder. Um, and so I'll just end with that. Um, always, always want to plug, uh, reaching out. You can um, refer these podcasts to people, your friends. Um, all the 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 podcast podcasts are on my website, balancedbod.com. You can always send email messages to me and send comments or questions or even topics. We've we've got quite a few people that want to come on the show. I'm a little picky. I, I um, just will tell you that. And uh, so we've got some guests coming up that I hope you enjoy. And it's all about, for me, because, uh, you know, we do things in life to make money and we do things out of service. And this is very much a service. This is my offering. This is what I do out of my own time for free for you guys. It's, it's, it's an opportunity to help humanity. And um, I love that there are you out there that are willing to take your time to listen to this. And it makes me happy that it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Talk at you later. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.